Hi, welcome to the On Your Marks Book Review Podcast with me, Jonathan Marks. This week I review the book Tiny Habits, The Small Changes That Change Everything, written by B.J. Fogg, Ph.D. The book, published in 2019, presents a four-step model to creating change in our lives. In this podcast, I offer you not just my review of the book, but a quick tutorial on the Fogg Behavior Model, that is the operating system for tiny habits. Floss one tooth, do two wall push-ups a day, start each morning with the mantra, today will be a great day. Such is the advice from the good Dr. Fogg in his book Tiny Habits. Now I'm no stranger to the world of self-help, heavens knows I could do with all the help I can get, self or otherwise inflicted, but I was struck while reading this book that the advice and practices may be just a little oversimplified. Fogg, the founder of the Stanford Behavior Design Lab, a legitimate part of Stanford University, by the way. I looked it up just to check in case it was a spoof, like with Stanford spelt with two N's. Anyway, Dr. Fogg, spelt with two G's, by the way, has developed a model for human behavior change built around a simple model called, of course, the Fogg Behavior Model. Full marks for self-promotion, but the model itself might be overly reductionist. But then again, it could be designed for an audience who likes quick three-letter acronyms, The model argues that behavior change occurs when motivation, ability, and prompt converge at exactly the same moment, leading to the formula B equals MAP. This, says Dr. Fogg, applies to all human behavior. Wow. I was amazed, and I'm a little unsure what Messrs. Freud and Jung might have to say, never mind the countless others who have researched human behavior and the psyche over decades and found it a complex and multifaceted phenomenon. The book interested me as I've often wondered how, with almost no effort on my part, I could develop a habit of sitting on the couch, binge-watching Queen's Gambit while eating Dorito Cheese Supreme Chips, but getting to gym for 30 minutes a day had become my own personal Everest. This book was to be my salvation. If tiny habits couldn't work for me, well, I may just need to auger down and live the balance of my life from the couch. Fogg suggests that the reason why we struggle with behavior change is that A. We almost always lack the willpower to see things through. B. Motivation only lasts so long. And C. We have a design flaw. His words, not mine. And we should no more blame ourselves for struggling to put together a piece of badly designed IKEA furniture than we should blame ourselves for struggling to inculcate a good habit. Although the likelihood of IKEA selling anything badly designed is, of course, decidedly unlikely. The book presents numerous anecdotes from both Fogg's life and from the many successful graduates of his Tiny Habits Academy. There is mention of over 40,000 people having used the system, but the empirical evidence is somewhat lacking in the book. While the anecdotes add texture, it wasn't really enough for me, and I was left wondering what the impact might be long-term of single tooth flossing and other similar strategies that he suggests. But I figured that it's all harmless. It seems to be built around the positive psychology movement, so how bad could it really be? As you can no doubt detect, I was a little disappointed with this book, but do feel honor-bound to do it justice and to accept the challenge in the book of teaching the BMAP system to others. So here goes. By the way, don't be alarmed if the teaching moment is over sooner than expected. It's really not that complex to understand. 
As I said earlier, behavior, which is different from aspiration, such as I want to get fit, is the result of three things coming together at the same moment. Motivation, ability, and prompt. In the get fit example, the behavior is going to the gym, as this is an action I can control and implement and should lead to my aspiration to get fit. To understand how this works, imagine a model in two dimensions, motivation on the vertical axis and ability on the horizontal axis. Both run from high to low. Some actions have low motivation but are hard to do, like going to the gym. But others have high motivation and are easy to do, like binge-watching Netflix. So what we need to ensure that there is a change in our behavior is to take a small action or habit for which we are motivated and have the necessary ability. This may be as simple as putting out our gym clothes in the morning or doing two push-ups a day. And then from these tiny habits we develop confidence and we can begin, in his words, to cluster habits to create more transformational change in our lives. Each small victory receives an instant celebration to anchor and reinforce the habit. This might be as simple as an attaboy or a high-five to oneself. Although given how silly I feel sharing this here on the podcast, I'm unlikely to be doing that at Virgin Active any time in the near or distant future. And that's it. Well, I'm hoping there are waves of gratitude flowing my way, as these formulae and its explanation took 306 pages to articulate. I was interested to read his chapter on untangling bad habits. I feel that at my life stage, I might have more luck with getting rid of a few bad ones rather than trying to create some new good ones like eating more kale. His behavior change master plan has a three-step process as follows. Number one, focus on creating new habits. Number two, focus on stopping the old habit. Number three, focus on swapping a new habit for the old one. Well, maybe I'm missing something, but that seemed either deceptively simple or maybe just too simplistic. In fairness, he goes into some detail on each of these steps, but there are some conceptual leaps here that just don't seem to resonate with me. I did like one of his examples he used from his personal life. It's called the super fridge. Fogg and his partner, in an attempt to manage their food health and weight, realize that when you're hungry and open the fridge... If last night's pizza or Chinese food is what you see first, you're likely to grab that, no matter how many virtual high-fives you don't get. So they experimented with rearranging the fridge and having neatly stacked mason jars of freshly washed and prepped veggies ready to nibble on while they're doing their wall push-ups, no doubt. The fridge thus becomes a prompt for healthy eating and creates a context for making better food choices. I wonder if neatly stacked pizza in mason jars would work as well. I feel I might have been unduly harsh on Dr. Fogg. He writes well, and I also listen to the audiobook, which he reads beautifully. He's clearly passionate about his work, and it seems to have influenced the lives of many people. The quote that I'm about to give you now from the book so perfectly exemplifies his bona fides and the ethos behind the idea of tiny habits and improving our habits. I quote, The quality of our life on planet Earth depends on the choices we make every day. Choices about how we spend our time, how we live our lives, and most important, how we treat ourselves and others. I'm sad to see how people seem to be more bitter, divided and overwhelmed than ever these days. We are, as a global community, increasingly disconnected from ourselves and other people. 
The first step towards fixing what ills us is to embrace feeling better. Habits are a means to this end. They teach us the skills of change and they propel us towards our dreams, and they add more shine to the world by embracing feelings of success and adding more goodness to your day-to-day life. You are making the world brighter not just for yourself, but also for others. You are vanquishing shame and guilt, and you are freeing yourself and others who have endured a lifetime of self-trash talk. The most profound transformations I have shared with you in this book are not about discrete habits being formed. They're about essential shifts in experience, from suffering to less suffering, from fear to hope, from being overwhelmed to feeling empowered. End quote. It may be that my speed read of the book did not yield the subtle nuances of his work, and I for one will be giving a few of these tiny habits a try, although I'm not sure that my dental hygienist will be an enthusiastic supporter of the floss one tooth strategy, but the high fives in the mirror each morning definitely feel great. Well, thank you so much for listening to the short podcast. As always, please feel free to share this with others and to share your feedback with me. And as Dr. Fogg would no doubt say, this will be a great week. <laughs>